Hi, everybody, and welcome to week five of the 52 Weeks of Sheep podcast. I'm Tammy. And I'm Allie. Welcome to the week of Coriadil. We're super excited to have you here. Yeah, it's another week and another week of spinning. So good to have you. It's good to have you. And what's bad about spinning, right? There's nothing bad about it. Exactly. Especially with the weather being like it is. Exactly. Allie and I have done a lot of pre-recording. We pre-recorded for January. We're now pre-recording for February. But in the meantime, she and I haven't really had a chat. So we're going to do a quick little catch up. And I'm a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. Allie did something while I was away. And she's going to tell us about it right now. Yes, I went and bought myself two young ewes. They're almost a year old, Lucy and Cleo. And yeah, and they're two targy sheep. And they're they were bottle fed. They follow me around the pasture. They try to go in the chicken coop when I go in the chicken coop. They are super friendly. And when I have my granddaughters out there, they're giving them kisses and We've come to decide that they really like carrots. <laughs> oh, that's impressive. And carrots are good for everybody, right? Exactly. I've even given them to my dogs. I'm like, you know, they like them just as well as anybody else. And so why buy bones when I can give them little carrots? Absolutely. Yeah. My dog is a carrot fanatic. Baby carrots. They don't last long in my house between he and I. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really impressed with them. They're tame. I'm glad the timing was just right for them. And so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. How are they fitting in with the rest? So you, if I remember correctly, you have chickens, you have ducks, you have goats, and now you have sheep. How's everybody getting along? Well, I was kind of curious to see who would rule the roost. And I have a bossy old nanny and she is five to six years old now and she um she rules the roost she's not mean to the use she's just um she uses her head a little bit to go nope that's my haystack and you you can go eat somewhere else (laughs) so but otherwise they kind of hang a little bit together so I think it'll all be good that's very cool Yeah, I'm excited for you. I am very jealous. I have always wanted to take a road trip to Allie's house. Now I might even have a little bit more incentive to do so. Yes, yes. Are you excited about spinning their fleece when you get it? I am. I it's one of those things that I'm so excited about that I finally have fiber from the hoof all the way to a garment. I don't know if I'll be able to get, you know, I'll I'll have them shorn, but I'm not sure that I'll be able to finish a project this year. My, my book looks like it's filling up quickly, but um, next year I will take their fleece and hopefully be able to do a fleece to sweater or shawl. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited for you. Well, I can help you with that whenever you're ready. That's one of my favorite things to do. Okay, awesome. Yes. And then while Allie was busy getting sheep, that I'm jealous about, I, she's probably a little bit jealous of me. I got to go spend some time and some sunshine. Yes, I'm jealous. Yes. So, you know, we're living vicariously through one another here on the podcast. I was able to head to California to visit my mom and celebrate my birthday. Yes. That I'm not jealous of. (laughs) What, the birthday? Birthdays. They seem to come around a little too 
quickly these days. They sure do. They really do. But I was, it, I was just fun. I hadn't seen my aunt and my uncle in like five years. So they came to visit and I had lunch with some friends and then I had dinner with some friends and I've known these friends since, well, two of them since kindergarten, first grade, and then the other one since second grade. So we've been, and we went to, you know, elementary school, high school, even parts of college together. That is really cool. That's fun. That is lots of it was very, very fun. I love seeing them. So Janelle, Andrea, Kim, if you're listening, hello. And we are going to be talking about Coriadale sheep. But before we do that, Allie and I might have a little bit of a competitive nature. Just a little. Just a little. And for those of you who have been following along, Spin Together is coming up. Today, as we're recording on February 4th, it's actually the deadline for registering for a team. And Allie and I talked about in one of the bonus episodes about a friendly competition. She says friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're the one who said you're going to spend 6,000 yards. I know. I'm, I might be really grouchy by the end of the week, but um, that competitive spirit is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It will be, but I'm going to spend more than 6,000 yards. Yeah. I'm going to try. No, it'll be fun. You guys will have to root us on. Absolutely. So what we're going to do here for our 52 weeks of sheep and our team Goldie Knots teams right now, as of registration day with Allie as your team leader for team 52 weeks of sheep, I'll be team captain, team leader for team Goldie Knots. We have the same number of members on our team. We have 17. Yeah, that is really cool. So I am sure my team's going to beat you. All right, Team Goldie Knots, are we going to listen to that? <laughs> <laughs> all fun and games. It's it's all fun. So it is totally fun. Have fun and um, um, it's competitive. You know, you can, um, that's all good too, because um, that all counts. It all counts. So what we're going to do, just to give a quick recap, Allie and I are competing against one another. It is a friendly competition. We're just into it for fun, and we just want to spend the most that we can. For those of you who are also competitive, when we start doing our Zoom virtual spin-ins, if there's a teammate that you maybe want to challenge or somebody from Team 52 Weeks of Sheep wants to challenge somebody from Team Goldie Knots or vice versa, again, all in fun, all friendly. We'll talk about it on those virtual spin-ins, but feel free to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And if you're new to either one of the teams this year, I'm not trying, we're not trying to scare you at all. This is a fun competition. So if you're a brand new spinner, you, you know, you're not spinning a lot, set your goal. If your goal is 500 yards for the entire competition, we're going to root you on for your 500 yards. It is no big deal. Do not feel a, don't feel obligated and B, please don't feel stressed or nervous. It is just all about fun. And what we end up with at the end is what we end up with at the end. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I didn't do it last year, but the year before I spun around 3000 yards. And so sometimes it's just fun to do, uh, see if you can beat your personal best from years gone by. And so that's what, well, I kind of 
doubled mine this year. So that might be a little bit tricky, but well, you know, I know. I, my goal's high. <laughs> Got to set them high. Absolutely. And I want to say last year, and again, last year I was going through a lot. So I worked two part-time jobs. I was trying to get my business continuing to go. And I had some family issues going on last year. So I think I spun maybe 2000 yards last year, which was a little bit low for me, but I am going to at least triple that this time. <laughs> yeah we'll i know yeah she you do hear her she's just totally egging it on <laughs> i know i'm probably a little too cocky here but uh we'll see <laughs> we'll see we found out as we were chit-chatting before we found out that Allie and i both have commitments on the 24th Allie is gonna work um because she needs to and i get that and I totally booked up my schedule for that day. I'll be teaching the wool painting class in um, in Helena at Lone Pine Emporium. Yeah. It's the new store there. So I'll be teaching, but I'm going to get my spinning in early. The way that it works is on February 17th when we start, y'all are going to start in whatever time zone you're in. So if you're on the East Coast, you're going to get a two-hour head start on those of us on Mountain Time three-hour head start on those of us in, um, you know, California or Canada time, that kind of thing. But those folks are going to have three hours extra on the 24th. So it all works out evenly. Yes, it does. You know what else I did when I was in California? What was that? I got to see and teach some classes while I was there for one of the guilds. Oh, that's fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. What did you teach? Oh, I taught wool painting and then I taught needle felted sheep and in the wool painting class. So the Hemet Valley Needlers Guild, that's the guild that I belong to in California, along with my mom. Um, one of them, one of the people who came to the class, this is how far back I go. She was my 4-H leader. Oh, that's fun. It was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, and then I was at Yarn and Honey yesterday in Great Falls. Oh, wow. And you made it home safe and sound with the roads being all yucky. Yeah, they were yucky on the way home. They weren't bad going down, but boy, were they not. They were not pretty last night, but I did make it. And it was fun to see everybody in Great Falls. We made little needle felted pumpkin, uh, not pumpkins, penguins. Yeah. And we learned how to spin on a Turkish spindle. Which is what I want to do someday. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to come up and we'll just spend an afternoon here at the studio and we'll get you spinning on your Turkish spindle. Yeah. Yeah. How fun is that? Super fun. My favorite spindle is a Turkish spindle. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. I have one. I just need to use it. Yes. Well, we'll get to that. But first we are going to talk about Corydale sheep. Yeah. Yeah. And discussed that they are a cross between a Lincoln and a Merino, correct? They are. That's the cross. And we were talking before, a little bit before, about how cool it was or how interesting it was that they, when they were developed, they would breed like Leicester Longwell Rams to Merino ewes. And if they didn't like what they were getting, then they did 
Merino Rams to Leicester views? Is that correct? Yeah. yeah, they would switch them around. And I just think the genetics aspect of that whole, the studies that they do when they're wanting, uh, when they're crossing them over for, so that they can have like the Lincolns to make them so that their fiber is more, you know, so they're not, they can be a dual purpose sheep than just for their meat, you know, then they cross them over to get what they want. And if they don't get the desire, what their characteristics that they're looking for, then they'll take and change up the sexes. Um, so they'll, instead of the use, they'll use the rams. And I find that quite intriguing. I do too. And I remember, you know, Stormy, my very first sheep, we'll go back. His mom was a uh, black Shetland. Okay. And she had this beautiful long fleece, but it wasn't super soft. And then his dad was a white or a cream colored Cormo Ram. Okay. Stormy started out black. He's now a very light silver gray, but his fiber has always been really long uh -huh. with a lot of gorgeous fine crimp. Yeah, that is like the best of both worlds. It is the best of both worlds. And the way it was explained to me, and I know it's different each time. I, I don't think it's a, you know, an absolute for each thing, but it was a generalization that people had said to me that sometimes, or a lot of times, the lambs will inherit the staple length genetics from the U side, and they will inherit the micron slash fineness from the ram side interesting it's very interesting and i think we probably have some folks in the group that probably knows a lot more about that than you or i do yeah i'd love to hear from them me too so if you are into that genetic stuff or you know you know why they cross different you know genders to get different outcomes or whatever the case might be Please feel free to, you know, comment in the in the comments below the podcast or create your own separate post in the group because I love learning from you and I think we all learn from one another. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and in the meantime, Allie and I might have to do a little bit more reading on the whole thing. Yeah. I I mean I do find it extremely fascinating. So, yeah, any insight anybody has, I'd love to read it. Yes, absolutely. Now, for those of you who have been in the group for a while, you do know that Coriadales are one of my favorite. They are one of my favorite breeds of sheep. Fun. Yeah. And why is that? Well, I, they're, I just think their fiber is so versatile. Okay. You know, I love to spin with it. I love to felt with it. I love to knit or crochet with it. Yeah. I haven't done any weaving with it yet, but I'm pretty sure I'd like that as well. <laughs> why not? Why not? Um, and I just, yeah, so I just really like their fleece. It's not totally full of lanolin, so it's not super, super greasy. There is some in there. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the sheep themselves are a dual purpose breed. Yeah. They have a great meat carcass and I think they have great wool. And depending on which website or which book you read, the fineness of their wool can be anywhere between 20 microns and 33 microns. Okay. And they're prolific. Very prolific. They are known for having twins, triplets, and they're also known for their rapid growth. 
Yeah, that's important. If you're, you know, you can use them dual purpose for, so they, you know, you can have money out of them. If one doesn't work for the fiber, then the meat works, right? Exactly. And the fact that they grow quickly means that you can, you can sell them for meat more quickly than another breed of sheep, I would imagine. Yeah. Wow. So, and the other thing that's really cool about them is because they grow so quickly, because they're rapid growing, they, you know, ewes can be bred as a lamb. Okay. And what's considered a lamb? I, somebody should probably correct me and I should do some research and I'll make some notes in the show notes. But I thought lambs were six months or nine months and younger. So I'll have to do some checking on that. If you know when you hear this and you don't see it in the show notes, feel free to comment and let us know what it is. Yeah. But I thought it was six months. That's the that's the age that's sticking out to me. Okay, nice. Yeah. And in addition to their meat carcass value and their wool value, if you do have them for meat or you have one that isn't working out for for wool purposes, in terms of, you know, hand spinning wool, they also have a high pelt value. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So utilize everything with them. I think I've mentioned it before, maybe not on the podcast, but, you know, when we would have lambs butchered. Yeah. I would use the the lung and the liver and dehydrate them. Uh-huh. What would you do with them? Treats for my dogs. Nice. They love them. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's like doggy crack. Yeah, it sounds like it. I know I've bought some dehydrated liver uh, treats from Costco and I even have a cat that just goes crazy over them too, but the dogs really like them. Yeah. I, I think I bought, we probably have purchased the same thing. Maybe it was freeze-dried liver or something. Yes. But my yeah. cat's. Yeah. When I feed the dog, you know, when I give him treats, I make him do all of his treats and every, you know, tr- tricks for his yeah. treats. Yeah. The cat now sits <laughs> and also puts his paws up for treats. Oh my goodness. That's hilarious. I love it. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so getting back to these Coriadale sheep, their fiber, they say it's a dense and it's uniform and it's a very reliable multi-purpose fiber. Oh, good. So did you enjoy spinning it? Oh, I love spinning it. Did you? I did. I did. It's, oh, it's very springy and soft. And um, so I have it in a bag and I'll just wait because I you know with all this 52 weeks of of spinning, I, I'm going to try to figure out what I want to do with it, but it'll probably be next year before I get to making swatches and trying everything out. Yeah. It's important to know our limitations. I have so much on my plate for this year. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. But it's exciting. It is very exciting. So the, the raw, the Coriadale that I spun is I bought the braid from Tanya at, uh, Flannel Cakes Fibers, I think it was one during one of her de-stash sales, and I bought, I bought two of the same braid of Coriadale, and it's this beautiful, like, lime green, and then it goes to a darker green, and then a lighter green, and then sort of a brownish green, and there's even a little bit of sort of yellow tint to it. Oh, fine. Uh, so I am spinning that fairly fine, 
And then I'm going to chain ply that, I think, to maintain that color integrity throughout the, you know, the yarn. Yeah. And what are you planning on making? Well, because it's four ounces, I probably have enough that I could do a small pair of fingerless mitts or something. And then I will still have enough to do my swatch for my 52 weeks blanket. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll, it, well, I don't know when I'm really going to get to the blanket. I'm probably like you. That'll be my next year's project. This this year is spin the stash in 52 weeks and next year will be knit and crochet the stash. Yeah, or weave, right? Or weave. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm excited about all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's staple length. How, how did you find yours? Did yours tell you what staple length it was? No, it didn't. I just pulled the section out of uh, my roving and measured it. And mine was about three inches. How about you? Yeah, same. So I didn't pull it out to measure, but I know when I was spinning on the wheel, I had to hold about three inches or so from the orifice. Okay. And I was, I was getting, a, it, it wasn't, if I got any further away than that, it, I was getting some overspin in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. I'll have to post pictures. You will too. Yeah, I will. I'll post pictures of my new girls and, and my Corydale. Yeah. And your Corydale. And right now I'm still finishing the, the problem with having more than one wheel is I have more than one thing I'm spinning at a time. So on my electric spinner, I'm getting ready to ply my South down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And on one of my joys, the joy that's in the loft at the cabin in the woods, I'm still spinning that buttery, dreamy Cormo from Stacy Drizal, oh. who we talked to a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Oh my God. I'm in love with that fiber. I feel like I could spin it all day, every day, forever and ever. Yeah. Yeah. And then on my other joy here at the studio, that's where I have the Coriadale on it. So I will catch up this week because next week we're going to talk about Faroe Island and I want to spin that. I've never spun it before. Yeah, I haven't either. So I'm excited to see how that will, um, it's, this has just been such a fun ride trying all these different breeds out. It's really exciting. Yeah. And that's what this whole group is supposed to be about. I mean, I know we've all heard of you know, some of the breeds like Merinos and Corydales and, you know, some of the other ones. And we're used to spinning them all the time. I love it when we come across a breed or a fiber that I haven't spun before. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to it. There's a few here in the next couple of weeks that I haven't spun before. So yeah, it'll be a, an adventure. It will be an adventure. And we're going to talk about that stuff coming up in February in just a minute. First, let's get back to these Coriadales. Uh, as I'm reading through some of my notes that I took, like I said, between various websites and then from the Fleece and Fiber source book from Deb Robeson and Carol Acarius, um, it is saying that the the crimp of the of their fiber it goes through the whole lock. So from the shearing point all the way to the tip, you have that well defined crimp all the way through the lock. Which will make it very springy, which is, yeah, yeah, fun. It is fun. Now, did you spin roving or did you spin comb top? I spun comb top. Yeah, me too. Yeah. 
I got mine, let's see, out of California, I believe, uh, the Busy Bee Fibers. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do. I mean, when I teach spinning, I do teach with Coriadale because it's got that little bit longer staple. But Coriadale and Romney have been my go-tos for years. I love both of those fibers. Yeah. When you did the class at Copper K a couple of years ago, which you had two different fibers, what did you use? Well, it all depends on what I can get. Sometimes, well, you know, when I'm teaching at Copper K and when I teach spinning, I try to get some Targhee fiber from Cami because I think people should experience that. And she's the one who runs that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, runs the festival. I almost always have Coriadale as well. Oh, okay. That's cool. A lot of times what we'll do is we'll spin the two different fibers to give people an idea or a feel for how, you know, a shorter staple fibers. Uh, yeah, I can talk. Shorter stapled fiber versus a longer stapled fiber. And then when they're plying it, I usually have it in two different colors as well. And that's so people can see how they're applying, whether they're doing it evenly or whether we need to work on some of that for them. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, as far as the sheep themselves and their fiber, it's saying that Coriadales, and you can read more about it. I'm not going to, I mean, I love reading the history of all the different breeds and how they do it. I don't want to sound like a textbook reading it all to everybody. So Coriadales, Bond Coriadales, also known as Bond Sheep, they were developed by Thomas Bond in 1909. And so that's where some of our present day Coriadales have come from, is my understanding. I will drop a link in the show notes for some more information on those Bond Sheep. Okay. Yeah, and I believe you were stating that they have quite the fleeces. Yeah, so what was it? 10 to 20 pounds is what their fleece can be. Now, again, they're big sheep, but their average fleece weight is 12 pounds. Yeah, that that is awesome. It's a big fleece, and it's fleece. It's not all that weight from all that lanolin generally. It is, it's, it's wool weight. Yeah, that is awesome. Boy, they must feel relieved when they get that off. I would think so. <laughs> I wish I could lose 12 pounds when I got a haircut. Right. <laughs> I'd like to lose 12 pounds in any way that I could. If it was a haircut, that would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. Well, that is really cool. Yeah. And so let's talk about those, just the facts, the ones that are listed in that fleece and fiber source book. So we just talked about their fleece weight. Let's talk about their staple length. Both Allie and I had about a three inch staple. It can go anywhere between three and six inches. Most of the time when I have spun Coriodale, I think the, the longest I've ever spun was a four inch staple. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then their fiber diameter. So when I was reading off of a website, it said 20 microns, which seems a little bit fine for me, but I'm sure that, you know, every fleece is different. So I'm sure that there yeah. was, there were some that were 20 microns, but in North America, the average runs 25 to 31 microns. Yeah. The New Zealand Coriadales run 26 to 33 microns. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, 25, that's a, that's a pretty fine fleece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and 31 to 33 is, is more mid. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get a if you get a finer fleece, then that's next to skin, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. You could do a nice cowl or something with it for sure. Yeah. 
their lock characteristics. It says they're normally rectangular and dense. And then their tips are flat. So when you get into something like BFL, something that has the longer locks, their tips are very pointed. That's not the case with Coriadale sheep. They're a very flat tipped staple. Okay, so what can you do with that? Well, I, I mean, I just think for me, I think it makes it easier to work with. Yeah. I'm not easier. The kinds that have the, the pointed tips, I find actually easier to work with. The kinds that have the same rectangular, sometimes it's a little bit harder to get those locks to separate for me. So that's why this particular breed, I think that's why their locks are more dense. Okay. You know, they come in natural colors. Mostly Coriadale sheep are white, but smaller flocks, you know, hand spinners flocks, they can, in, they, they can include colors like pale gray, a darker gray, black, some of the beige colors. They can even be moret and dark brown. So they come in quite a variety of colors. They do. And the one thing that surprised me, and I've never seen one, is it says in that book that there are a few that are spotted. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It is cool. I'd like to see a spotted Coriadale someday. Yeah, exactly. That would be fun. You would get probably a little bit of heathered look when you, if it was, you know, like done at a mill or something. Yeah, I would think so. Even if you did it yourself and you carded it, you probably would still get some of that heathering. I think that would be good. True. Speaking of prepping their wool. Yeah. It, they say that you can comb it, you can flick it, you can card it, you can spin from the lock, you can spin in the grease. But even if your fiber is combed with these guys, it's going to puff up nicely when the yarn is washed. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a lot of spring. Yeah. That, I mean, and that would be something that would be really warm. You just got all that air trapped in there. Yeah, absolutely. For dyeing, it says that they, that the, yeah, the fleece will take dyes very well. The whites will be clear and take that color beautifully. And then the natural colored ones, the grays, the beiges, things like that, they can be over dyed as well. Oh, fun. Yeah. I haven't, I've never over dyed. Have you? I have not. No. No, I feel like. If it's a beautiful gray or a beautiful brown, I know. Why do I? I that's just me. I but I like natural colored wool. Yeah, me too. I mean, I like having fun with color, but I really like natural. Yeah. In terms of knitting or crocheting or weaving with this fiber, it does say to select a softer or crisper fleece for yarn, and it really is going to depend on what you want to make. Coriadale can make great sweaters, socks, blankets, pillows. Um, clothing and other household items. So it's a very versatile wool. Yeah. And you said, I believe that you even liked felting with it. Yeah. Needle felting is my favorite thing to do with it. It really is. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. Spinning is my favorite thing to do in the entire world, but needle felting with Coriadale is great. It is fluffier and it will be more dense when you, you know, as you needle felt it down. That's what I use in a lot of my kits is Coriadale fiber. But when I'm felting small, intricate things, I do like the merino. Merino is softer and it doesn't have as much halo or the hairs that will poke off of it. Because I'm usually felting with either carded sliver or roving. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, merino just doesn't have the hairs that stick up when you're felting those small things like eyes or 
trying to make small little noses for snowmen or penguins or stuff. I do like the merino for the smaller things, but the rest of it, I do like Corydale. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fun. It is a lot of fun. It also says, this is the last thing I do read it word for word because there's a lot here. These sheep are best known for their dense, medium, fine, long stapled wool with well-defined locks and even clear crimp. It's excellent and reliable hand spinning wool that's also versatile in knitting, crocheting, and weaving. Okay, well, that's good to know. It's good to know. And I won't say that five times fast because there is no way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially today. Yeah, today. For those of you in Montana, you know what we're talking about on February 4th. We went from 60 to 20 in five seconds flat. Yeah, and we've been having spring. And then all of a sudden now, and I think that we Pixicani Phil, if I said his name right, actually we were supposed to have early spring but what does he know he lied he did again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no I mean and the sad part is we had people here in Lincoln their irises were starting to come up and I'm thinking oh yeah. now with the snow and the ice now we're not going to have anything I know it's it was crazy so yeah it, it was anyhow it gives us more time to spin though right Spin by the wood stove. Absolutely. That's what I'm going to go home and do when we're done recording. Yeah, that sounds marvelous. I think it sounds great. So just a heads up, guys, on what's coming up over the next couple of weeks. So this is the first week we're talking Coriadale. Next week, we're going to be talking about Faroe Island or Faroe East. I think that's how you say it. If I'm spelling it or if I'm pronouncing it wrong, go ahead and correct me in the comments. I don't mind. And... But then the third week, I'm super excited. We're going to get to talk to a guest. Yes, exciting. So we're going to talk to Emily Sue Hartman of Mrs. Hartman's Farmhouse. Market, yeah. Yes, Farmhouse Market. Thank you. I She's just, she's all of like five feet tall and she just does so much. And she used to have these Leicester long wool sheep that were huge. I used to see her next to them and they were big. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they were Lincoln sheep that were the big ones. I'm not sure. She's going to correct it and set the record straight when we talk to her. Guess where I met her? Well, I'm going to guess it was Copper K. It was. Is that where you met her? It was. Yeah. yeah. She's fantastic. She's in Maine now, so we don't get to see her very often in Montana anymore. I miss her like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But she's going to talk to us all about Leicester Longwell's. And, and there's, and the sheep and the fiber and, you know, our conversation with Stacy was so much fun. I think our conversation with Emily is going to be a blast. Yeah. Yeah. It's always fun talking with fiber people. It really is. Really, really is. And then we just wanted to sort of set the record straight. First, I want to let you know, I am working on our bonus episode for February it has something to do with color, mm. Mm -hmm. but you'll just have to wait a little bit more to find out. I'm still trying to confirm a date. I've already talked to this person and they have said, absolutely. Yes. They want to be a guest. Yeah. We're just working out dates. Okay, fine. Yeah. I can't wait either. It'll be fun. Yeah, I know. 
And so the other thing we wanted to talk about was our fourth week in February or our last week in February. Do you know we have an extra day in February this year? I know. Isn't that crazy? We call that leap year. Yes. <laughs> yes. It'll be fun. But anyway, we're talking, we're going to talk in that fourth week about Falkland. And what Allie and I kind of wanted to sort of set the record straight. If you're looking for Falkland sheep, you're probably not going to find it because Falkland fiber, my understanding, Falkland fiber comes from all of the sheep on the Falkland Islands. Is that correct, Allie? Yes, I think that's what I read too, because I tried to find uh, an exact breed and it's not there. It's not there. So when you guys are looking for fiber, you're going to find Falkland fiber and just know it's a combination of all of the fiber from all of the sheep on the Falkland Islands. Yes. I mean, it might not all be combined together, but it will be one of their right. breeds. Yes. Yeah. One of those sheep that's there, but it's not a specific Falkland sheep. Yes. Right. And I spelled it incorrectly on the schedule. Allie, how should I have spelled it? F-A-L-K-L-A-N-D. Yes, there's no U in it like this Like this girl thought there was. <laughs> U, how appropriate for sheep. It, it is appropriate. So that's what's coming up for February. We are recording today. We're going to record later in the week for the rest of the month. We're so excited that you're continuing to join us on this adventure. Yes. Yeah. And we have so much more planned and it's going to be exciting. So please continue to stay Stay tuned. Stay tuned and stay with us. So you can find the group on Patreon at 52 Weeks of Sheep. It is free to follow us there. If you would like to be a supporter, you can. You can see all of that there. You can find the group on Facebook, which is where we've been for the last seven years. That is 52 Weeks of Sheep. And you can now find us on Instagram at, at 52 Weeks of Sheep. Allie, where can they find you? I am Curly U Farms on Facebook and on Instagram. Awesome. And I am Goldie Knots Montana on Facebook and at Goldie Knots MT on Instagram. Until next week, we want to wish you happy spinning and have fun. Yes, absolutely. And um, stay warm. Stay warm and we'll see you next week. Have a great day, guys. Yep. Bye. Bye.